0: Are you
1: ready? A shot of wrestling, episode two oh two. And wait, wait, go. So take a shot. Is that message you got?
2: We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. Come on, Britain's a brick man, nature boy, but to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make no take a shot. Is that the message you got? We are about to go alive, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot
1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 202 of a shot of wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty. Once again, coming to you from my very fresh-smelling apartment, disinfected through and through. Now, if you guys listened to episode 201, you heard my co-host, Mark, joined me via Skype. And then, uh, I don't know if you noticed, every other show is doing that now. We're trendsetters, Mark.
3: <laughs> time I watch the news yeah, now, there's, right. there's some people from home via Skype. I'm like, Damn. Everyone's doing the whole Skype thing. Well, now, now we're doing Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. I I don't think
1: that's a thing. (laughs) Watch next week. People will be doing it via Zoom. Right.
3: But we're trendsetters. I'm sure we didn't start it, but I'm going to say we started it. Well, Zoom is the in thing now. Screw Skype. That's like so what? What were you, like a millennial? Okay,
1: boomers. Yeah.
3: Yeah. What is the difference? I honestly, I I feel like it has better connection for more than two people. So originally today we're supposed to have Abel, but he's unable to be on the show today. So that's why I was pushing for Zoom, because I felt like we'd have a stronger connection with more than two people here.
1: But our connection is strong enough, Mark.
3: It always is. Boom. Always is. Yeah. Oh. How you feeling? How's everything going? So I came back from food shopping. Okay. How'd that go? Show. So, you know, we record the show Friday nights, mm-hmm. and know. so SmackDown starts at 8, right? Yep. 7 Central. So I went out at 7 o'clock to go food shopping. I didn't get back until 9. Jesus. Yeah. It was out go, of control, to, man. Where did you go shopping? We, so we went to two different places. Okay. So we, we went to Target. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Target to some other people. Which was yeah. fine. Which was fine. You know, there, there was some stuff that, we're, uh, that we were able to get there. Okay. So okay. then, uh, we, you know, we want to get, you know, fresh poultry, uh, fresh uh, produce and protein, yada, yada. So we decided to go to like a real supermarket for that. Went to stop and shop. Okay, dude, nothing. Really, there's like nothing. Oh, yeah. Like no Nova fresh produce, protein, chicken, meat, turkey. Everything is gone. Yep, everything's gone. Everything's gone. Totally gone. It's it's it's, it, it, it's crazy, dude. It, it just took us forever to like really navigate everything and just figure out because we went in with a game plan mm-hmm. and we came out with like the air sucked out of us.
1: Well, I think I told you last week how I went to the store. It was crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so this time I had to go. I went a couple times this past week. And uh, it was not been as crazy because there's nothing left on the shelves. There's still no eggs. There's no milk. We found eggs. There were eggs there. Oh, so there's a truck coming tomorrow. I heard some guys say, don't know what's in the truck. But I went, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday, there was no milk. Today there was milk, but still no eggs, no bread. So I, I just don't, it's fucking, still yeah, no paper towels. no toilet. bread. Toilet, toilet paper is all gone. I found a, a, a loaf of butter bread. Sounds amazing. Yeah, there, there's that. like some like shitty brands that
3: I haven't even heard before.
1: That's not the bread. it's the type of bread. It's butter bread. I don't never yeah, heard of it. I, I, I'm else. down for to try it. But <laughs> fucking crazy! It's the war zone out there, Mark. It's a war zone. It really
3: is. It really is. So you know what we did? We we upped our um, we upped the order on HelloFresh. Fresh. Oh, smart! So we're getting some more food from HelloFresh Fresh instead of really relying on the supermarkets to cook our own food. Well, we're cooking our own food still, but you know what I mean, to have our own recipes. Yeah. So we're just going to rely on the supermarkets you know, just for breakfast and for snacks and lunch.
1: How about dog food? you guys okay with dog food?
3: We actually got dog food right before this whole thing happened, so okay. we have a huge bag of dog food, so we're good to go for that. I, I don't know. Is, is it barren out there as far as pet supplies? Or I don't what? know
1: my fish passed away this week so i don't know about dog food anymore uh, dude meat. i'm sorry man that's fine rest in peace heartbreak fish Shawn michaels i don't no want to talk to now mark i'm now, now i'm a uh, conversationless you have me Preach. i'm here thanks via skype via zoom sorry via zoom get it straight so mark i mean can we just forget about everything going on in the world for a while
3: i think it's hard to but yeah we, we could try i'm feeling fantastic
1: <laughs> you are you should be fantastic as well mark uh, ding dong, the witch is dead. Tom Brady is out of
3: the AFC East. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad I take you up on your bet because I would have lost again to you.
1: Yeah, well, you
3: should be used to it. We called it last week.
1: Yeah, finally, maybe the Dolphins have a shot this this season, if there is a season.
3: Oh my God, don't say that. I hopefully there is a season. The only thing keeping me going right now since there are no sports. Is the no, NFL free agency? I'm, I'm really all, whole, all in on that.
1: It's crazy. What's going on? I didn't been want to get it. traded now he's getting traded uh, released or traded somewhere i'm like teddy bridgewater teddy bridgewater gets his monster contract teddy bridgewater
3: i mean he's good has he ever completed a full season Uh, where where did he get signed to again Uh, carolina carolina right that's right ah you know what i like him there that's a good fit you know you have McCaffrey, uh you have dj moore and you also have curtis samuel
1: cab newton to the
3: dolphins I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I haven't I,
1: heard anything about that. So I, I think,
3: think Dolphins they may they may draft a quarterback. I don't know.
1: we are going to do the, the, the rumors. They want to draft up to get the number one Burrows. Burrow, right?
3: Burrow. There's Tua out there too. Uh, what's the other quarterback? I don't know, but they
1: want to get Burrow. But you know, he's a, he's born and raised in Ohio. I heard he ain't going to the, the Bengals ain't going to
3: trade that pick. It's too too valuable. No, it, Jets been slow. Jets have been slow to move on free agency. Oh, Dolphins, apparently... Dolphins are lighting it up every time I. Dolphins every... are just crushing out there. They're, they're just picking up every big name. Well, I feel like
1: every three out of the four people is a former Patriot. I'm saying, yeah. I'm not giving the same name, uh, same notification over and over again. But well, look Patriot. who the coaches. Yeah, that's true.
3: Former Patriots, right? And Jets, you know, I feel like they're playing money ball. Let's see how well that works.
1: Todd Curley got released?
3: Todd Gurley got signed by the Falcons.
1: Oh, did he? All right. Wow. That sucks. I was hoping to get him.
3: Was it one-year deal, I think it is?
1: I don't know. I didn't hear that. You're breaking the news to me. But...
3: Melvin Gordon signed to the Broncos. That I did hear, yeah. And they're waving Joe Flacco. Yeah. they He already got waved because he failed the physical. That sucks to him. It's going to be weird with the Broncos. They have Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, and Royce Freeman. And no quarterback. And no quarterback. Oh, Drew Locke. Who? <laughs> 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 So, yeah. AFC East is going to be interesting this year, man. Finally wide open. Finally. Here. Wide and open.
1: Talking to my brother. About I would say
3: the Bills are the best team in, in that division right now.
1: I was talking to my brother about this today, and uh, he said, watch Bill Belichick just say, I don't want anybody. I don't want any Dalton. I don't want Cam Newton. I'm going to take a rookie, a no-name rookie, and win the AFC East, win the Super Bowl, just to fuck everybody.
3: Fuck, yeah.
1: I'm like, I can see that happening. He's that like, smug, like, yeah, I'm, I'm the best. I can do whatever I want. So.
3: I'm curious how Brady's going to do on Tampa Bay. He's got the weapons.
1: He does that's what he wants? Like, yeah.
3: he's the I think they're one running back. Well, they need a running back for well, he, sure.
1: He picked Tampa. I'm Bay surprised he
3: didn't get anyone else.
1: He picked Tampa Bay because he wants to get closer to his son, who lives in New York. His, his son with the first wife, uh, Bridget Moynihan. Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You pick? Yeah. You pick. So you don't? You eliminate the Chargers because he was one of the Chargers, and he thought about his son. So you picked Tampa Bay. That's still a long ass flight.
3: But what? What other teams are up? And then go in why, New York area. Why not go? To Miami, I guess New England,
1: Miami. Then you you will get once again own the AFC East, right? This is you to to now you go to the NFC. Well,
3: you think about Tampa Bay, though they that team is jacked now with the weapons they have: Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, OJ Howard, yeah, weapons, Bruce Arians. The weapons, going
1: to get. Uh, I don't know. That's what's it's a thing.
3: You know, I'm really curious to see how well Tom Reed does another team. It's, it's going to be interesting to see.
1: Instead of owning your division, like he could have. He went with Miami, but now he's in a division with Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. It's like you're you're in a real division now. Good luck, buddy. Now, now some
3: water. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, now, are you that great? Are you that great now? Now you have competition. You never had competition in the past twenty years, right? So now, now old. Now you're old. Maybe are you washed up? We don't know. But now it's well, but he but did I'm have
3: competition. Through with through. Who? Whole oh, AFC was getting more competitive. You have no, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson east. in there. Talk about the East of the division. Oh yeah, AFC East was weak. So uh, it's been for a long time.
1: Enough of that, about Mark. We can talk all the week about, uh, all night about football, which we will probably when the show ends.
3: I really could. <laughs> you think that our show is going to end? No, please don't say it's going to end. What show? Shot wrestling.
1: No, like after the show tonight ends, we'll probably stay on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you,
3: you scared me for a second.
1: Uh, the big news to me, Mark, is that uh, your wife watched Star Wars
3: dude it was a big deal you told me it was it was such a big deal it was never happened i really never thought it was going to happen so, so with a whole quarantine going down well, lockdown i guess that's a better word to use you know we obviously have a lot of time in our hands lots of movies that we want to catch up on so we decided to go movie for movie okay and i've never seen talladega nights what until recently i saw it the other night for the Shake first time big baby Great movie, very, funny. very I, funny. I knew like the lines going into it, but I never actually seen it like, wow. in full. Yeah, I've seen clips, but I've never seen it from start to finish uninterrupted. So you know, we have a lot of lists, a lot of names on the list of movies to see, and she's never seen any of the Star Wars except for Rogue One. Actually, she saw that one. Okay, so I started off right off the bat. All right, I'll see *Talladega Nights*. Great. Then she realized midway through, oh shit! I'm like what? This means I have to watch Star Wars now. Like.
1: Yeah. Like, does she like Talladega Nights? Is that one of her favorite movies?
3: Yeah, she really enjoys it. Because you think
1: Star Wars and then Talladega Nights aren't on the same level. Well, she's not a sci-fi fan. Yeah, but so you you went out here. You got to see a random hilarious comedy, but she gets to see one of the epic movies of all time. Right. That's fantastic.
3: And then the night after Star Wars, I watched Footloose, which i would never seen.
1: I've never seen that one either, so that's fine. The new one or the the original? The new one, actually. (laughs) I didn't even see the old one. That doesn't count. Now are, now, are you going to continue the
3: new one is better. Though.
1: Really? I haven't heard that. Now we can continue Star Wars? Episode, not that she want to see Episode 4 uh, 5, because I'm assuming you started with 4.
3: So she wasn't a huge fan, but she did say she liked it a little bit better than she thought she would. So she's going to carry forth the next it's, it's, one. It's it, it a good story, Empire. yeah. Yeah. I forgot how whiny Luke Skywalker was. Yeah. Like, really, a whiny little bitch. What can you do, buddy? What can you do? And she has, yeah, what was so special? What? What makes people want to see the next one? I feel like I have really no interest in the next one. Really? Like, well for me for me it was Darth Vader. Yeah, there was a there was a cliffhanger or something, right? Not really. I mean it did end with like a with a finale. Then does she I know think. the story or does she know nothing about Star Wars? No, she knows the story. Right. You know, there was a moment there with Luke and Leia. She's like, Oh my god, they're twins though. I'm like, hey, you know that? Nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I said uh, all right, you know you have a basic understanding. Okay, good.
1: Now, are you going to keep with Star Wars, or are you going to pick a different movie?
3: Well, hopefully we're not here that long, dude. <laughs> but we're, we're going to carry forth the rest of Star Wars, and I guess I'll have to go from there.
1: You definitely have enough time for a trilogy. so Finish this trilogy out.
3: Yeah, well, the whole the goal is to get her to watch all nine. Yeah, I mean,
1: you might have time, buddy.
3: You might have time to write this thing's going. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. we do one movie a day. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Because we see. still try to keep it. She is working from home. She's a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's that how uh, you heard
1: about Zoom. I think Zoom was the teacher thing, right?
3: Yeah, okay. that's how I heard about Zoom. Yeah, and you know, I'm trying to do my thing. I'm just trying to stay creative, stay relevant, just learn new shit, okay. <laughs> stay on top of my craft. I'm, I'm trying here, man. I was trying to find out for other jobs, but now it's 100% lockdown. <laughs> 100% lockdown. Yeah, lockdown, which was canceled by
1: Impact Wrestling, which sucks. But anyway, my job is staggering the schedules. So this this past week, I worked Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Next week, coming up, I work Thursday and Friday. Oh, wow. Which means I have a seven-day weekend, my friend. I'm in the middle of a seven-day weekend. Damn.
3: So your job, like, you know, it's a bank, right? It's essential. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you would think so, right?
1: So I decided to catch up on stuff I wanted to see in the first two days of my seven-day weekend. So I watched the Bret Hart Stone Cold Sessions. Okay. Which I highly recommend. Definitely check that out. I caught up on that Ric Flair 30 for 30. Finally get to watch 30 for 30. Cause and of, what did you think? It's part of that bundle I got with e- Hulu, e- Disney, and ESPN+. Plus.
3: Fantastic. Fantastic. It was my favorite.
1: Almost got me a couple times. Got a little like, oh, this is, uh, I got to sneeze a couple times, you know, wipe the tears from your eyes. <laughs> it was just fantastic. It was weird to me how they went from him just training, climbing the stairs, and quitting, to being a superstar. They they kind of glossed over him, his rise to being a superstar. Well, have you ever read his book?
3: No, I didn't read his book. Oh, fantastic read. I, I think I have it here somewhere or it's in my house in West Islip. How many houses do you have, Mark? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's my that was my thing. And uh, it was great. It was fantastic. It was That's the only reason I got ESPN Plus, because I wanted to watch that. So it on I, YouTube as well? No, I, I couldn't find it on YouTube. Oh, you couldn't find it. So now that I have ESPN Plus, I'm like, oh, the only reason I need this. Is because of Ric Flair, unless the fucking WB puts their pay per views on ESPN Plus and I got paid twice, but fuck that. There's
3: no way they're going to do that now,
1: right? Uh, no comment. I don't know, man. But anyway, quickly before we wrap this up, I'm on Hulu as well. A friend suggested What We Do in the Shadows. Are you, do you have Hulu? I don't. What We Do in the Shadows is some, a show I heard about a couple months ago. Oh, you posted on Facebook. Yeah. That's why it sounded familiar. Didn't think much of it, but it was, it's this it's a story about these three vampires who live in Staten Island who are like hundreds of years old.
3: I love that it's set in Staten Island. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's a, it's a documentary style, so like The Office. Okay. So there's a camera crew following them. They do the they do the um, private face-to-face camera tidbits. It's fucking hilarious, man. I love this show. And I literally marked out last night, check out me, check me out on social media, Batista guest spot on this show.
3: Totally oh, random. Oh, man. Did you know that this no, was B- to- gonna be on there? No, oh, okay, so it just No, totally now random. it's like your favorite show of all time. Yeah.
1: My friends <laughs> my friends to the show, Erwin decided to check it out. It's very funny, very entertaining. And I'm on my couch, I think it was last night, burning through the first season, tricking my hand, feet up, relaxing, half asleep, and I see fucking Batista. I'm like, What? And literally no jump off, out Mark out, jump off on my couch. I'm like, holy shit try to find my phone, take a picture, and I post about it. But, like, uh, what we do in the shadows? Hulu. Try me check it out. Episode 7? 8? Look out for Dave Batista. Mark, we have a wrestling podcast to get back into. You want to talk about wrestling?
3: I mean, we probably should, right? All right. Let's get into some news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty. Wow. All
1: right, Mark, some, some news happened this week. I don't know if you heard this. I'm talking talked about it last week. We rumored about it last week, but they officially announced WrestleMania 36 will move to the Performance Center with no crowd and will go over two nights, Saturday, April 4th, and Sunday, April 5th. All other related events are canceled. No Hall of Fame, no NXT TakeOver. The daughter of the British Bulldog revealed on Twitter that WWE plans to hold the Hall of Fame during SummerSlam. That makes
3: sense. Which is fitting for a Bulldog, especially. I mean, Yeah, exactly. Hopefully SummerSlam does happen as scheduled. <laughs> well, it's going to. I think it's going to be over by then. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, from right? My, from my lips to God's I feel, I feel like we're hearing so much different stuff about this with the dates and everything. And so it's hard to tell. But yeah, I mean, hopefully SummerSlam hope happens as it normally does. Uh, just breaking news right now. It's official. AEW blood and guts is postponed. You hey, he figured, yeah. Yeah, Tony Khan just released a statement saying so.
1: But did you hear about this? There's, there's some speculation that WrestleMania will be pre-taped with the date and time and location being kept oh, right quiet. Well, there's,
3: there's going to be multiple locations they're talking about. They're talking about okay. gimmick matches as well. I'm personally hoping to see that John Cena-Bray Wyatt match in a Hooters restaurant.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I can't imagine WrestleMania not being live, though. That's fucking crazy.
3: I think about it. I mean, how else will they do this? You know, they they do know, over like, two nights. Well, especially with the fact that you can only have so many people around, uh, according to what Trump is saying and what, what officials are saying. You have, know, like, what, 10 that's people?
1: A, that's a WB Hall of Famer,
3: Donald Trump, please. Oh, excuse me. And then also, what's going to happen with Brock Lesnar? They close the close borders. Brock no, Lesnar's uh, in Canada.
1: I heard they probably let him through. It's not tightly, like, 100% shut down.
3: It's Essential. Essential needs only. Yeah, he's. A, I was saying uh, what, what defines essential. But also, he's still an American. Yeah. He's still an American
1: citizen. So heard, in the border. So he's, a, he's he lives in Canada. From what I heard today, there should not be a problem getting Brock Lesnar to WrestleMania. No. Don't worry about it.
3: Who's your source? Oh no, know. Don't what? worry about it. Don't drink your beer. That'll be interesting, though. I mean, what happens with that? Say, say Brock Lesnar can't come back to the United States. That means Brock Lesnar retains his yeah. World Heavyweight Championship, right?
1: Yeah, the biggest, you got to feel bad for Drew McIntyre. His big WrestleMania moments now in front of an empty crowd. And match may may
3: or may not happen.
1: Well, we'll keep an eye on it, Mark. Definitely we'll keep talking about it next week on episode 203. But there has been an internal memo going around WWE headquarters in Stanford on how to promote WrestleMania 36, according to postwrestling.com, saying to have people avoid the taglines live on the WWE network or streaming live to instead promote the event as too big for one night.
3: am. You know, there are some people that are actually really stoked about this. That's going to be over two nights. And they, they're hoping that it's going to carry forth to the years to come. I really hope that's not the case. Thank you. You know, I, I think this is a one-time exception where they kind of have to do that with how everything's going on right now. They're filming different locations. Because I don't even think the Performance Center can handle that many people with uh, that much of uh, the roster there. Obviously, they're working on a limited roster for the past couple of weeks on Raw and SmackDown for a reason. Yeah, So they have to film multiple locations. They have to film different times. And to do that for a live crowd? No. No, man. It's not going to work that way. So My first thought you was... fill out a huge arena like that? What they do? The stadiums? Twice? No.
1: My first thought was how... That's a lot of people to be backstage at the performance center. How can you... How is the performance center going to handle that many people? It's not built for that. Right. And then I remember, Mark, I don't, don't know if it was reported during the, one of the weeks you were off or right before you left, there were rumors of WrestleMania being over two nights. This was a couple weeks ago. so don't avoid- know
3: if it was a rumor, or it was more so just like some fans hoping it was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm I, I, think for- tomato, I
1: think it's tomato tomato at this point. But uh, I don't want it to go two nights. That makes no, no
3: fucking sense. No.
1: because Wrestle well, people-
3: Kingdom does it. Well, that's Wrestle Kingdom. You know, this is different.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. Yeah, I hope this is not... The forebearer of years to come, because two night WrestleMania, I think, is going to be a big. Uh, it's going because be...
3: then you got to think about this: you know, what do you do with Takeover? That's the thing. Who knows? Right, right. So, I, if you really think about it, WrestleMania does happen over two nights. It happens over four nights.
1: It happens over is a week.
3: Any... Yeah, but you have four nights in a row of wrestling. You have Takeover, WrestleMania, Raw after WrestleMania, and then you have well. I guess not more SmackDown. I was kind of SmackDown. It's Tuesday, but now it's Friday. So, yeah, okay, you're still getting three.
1: Yeah, the SmackDown. Go home the WrestleMania. Yeah.
3: Oh, no, you have to go home SmackDown, yeah. So, yeah, you just have four. Boom, done. Four nights of wrestling in a row. I yeah, we know. spread WrestleMania over two nights. Come on.
1: Man. WrestleMania, I mean, because I was sitting in my seat at WrestleMania 35. I don't know about you, but I was just bored out of my mind. Not because I wasn't entertained, because it was just so long.
3: It got so long. You know, by the time the main event came on, yeah. it was after midnight. Yeah, and we're, we're exhausted.
1: When I heard about the two night thing a couple of weeks ago, maybe months ago, no, you, you just can't do that. How do you prioritize what night goes where? And uh... how
3: about this? How about you lighten up the card a bit? You know, WrestleMania is supposed to be special. It's supposed to be the creme de la crop. Well,
1: you have you have twelve championships, right? Ten, eleven, twelve championships.
3: Yeah, I guess something like that, right? So then you get plus you got. Are, are you counting? Are you counting twenty four seven?
1: Yeah. So now, then, you got to include the other non-title matches. I don't know, man. It's just getting there. So there's of no hand.
3: need to have the battle royals. There's, there's no need. That's to have, a pre bullshit matches. Those are the pre-shows. people, people pre-show. get paychecks? Not everyone has to be on there. They want everyone.
1: It never used to be like this because it wasn't all about the money before. Now it's all about corporate.
3: Well, then you're saving money. You're saving my. Um, you're saving money by not having everyone on a roster be on there.
1: Yeah, but now cities are paying you to. to Come to their city.
3: I'm sorry, does the city want to see Mojo Raleigh in a battle royal? I don't think so. No oh, offense to Mojo.
1: That's very offensive to Mojo Raleigh and his fan.
3: Well, <laughs> Mark, you, know, just saying,
1: Mark you get my point. Mark, we're we're professional journalists, right? Mm-hmm. So we like talking about facts. I don't talk about rumors too much in the show, but there's a rumor going around that speculates WrestleMania may be nixed altogether. Ah. Uh. Wrestling i heard this rumor. Wrestling Observer notes that if anyone on the roster is diagnosed with the coronavirus or if the, the outbreak in Florida gets worse, it's possible WrestleMania gets pulled to a later date or reorganized altogether. No one knows when things will get back to normal and it's possible that things that they aren't running shows for several months. That's a little extreme. Cool. That's a little one
3: extreme. has to one has to wonder as well, like, you know, New York City is or New York in general is implementing a twenty four hour lockdown. They're not saying where it's locked down, but it's, it is what it is. It's a lockdown. San Francisco has done it. Other cities and towns and and whole states are implementing this rule. You know, who's the state that's not a national lockdown? Or who's the state of Florida doesn't implement, implement one? Then what? Then what do you do?
1: Fight Oracle on Twitter reports WrestleMania might get pulled from the performance center altogether. They report W's insurance policy says they have a duty to mitigate damages. Which means they got to find another place for WrestleMania once it gets canceled. Mm-hmm. Which is why they named the performance center as the new WrestleMania location. Right. But the feeling is Vince wants and is expecting them to get shut down by the state of Florida and city of Orlando altogether.
3: It most likely will.
1: Which likely means they get paid by their insurance companies because they said, we tried, we had plan B in place, so we get our money back because to the insurance policy.
3: And then what happens?
1: But then they're right? saying the same fight article on Twitter saying they are looking to hold WrestleMania 36 Sunday, June 7th, at Madison Square Garden. As of now, do you think this I've, is? I've, do you I've think heard, this, heard rumor this rumor has legs, or yes. is it just fans trying to say don't hold it in the arena?
3: No, I think this rumor might have legs. And whether the date might be off or the venue might be off, but I think there's legs to this because it makes sense with the whole insurance thing.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about
3: that, yeah. No, I mean, that makes absolute sense. And yeah, the way things are going, things are changing hour by hour. So yeah, it's very possible everything gets shut down. And then what happens with wrestling? Wrestling all together is shut down.
1: Would you want them? What do
3: we talk about every week?
1: (laughs) I was wondering, if wrestling wrestling stops, do we continue our shows? Is this just me and Mark rambling about random
3: shit? There's things we can do. We can be creative with this. Do you want that's the case. Do
1: you want them to have WrestleMania over two nights? No. At the Arena Performance Center, or would you rather wait to have a full crowd, a small crowd at MSG? I
3: would rather them have an audience, like a real audience, whether it's at MSG, whether it's at a stadium, whether it's at a gymnasium. They're not doing a stadium. They're not doing a stadium. Crowd. Yeah. So it's better than what they're doing. Like, I feel like... And we're going to probably get to this later, but I feel like WWE has no idea how to work with no crowd because they're used to such a big, grand spectacle. AEW wound up doing a better job with it because let's face facts: a lot of them have an indie background; they know how to work with less. In so it show,
1: we watched SmackDown last week. We watched Raw this week, and SmackDown is also tonight. But I was okay with it. I thought they did a fine job with it. I'm not. I don't think they are dropping the ball
3: here. I'm no crowd. <clears throat> I think it's 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 weird the way after watching what AEW did it's, we'll to it it's glaring it's glaring to see what WWE is doing it's just obvious that they really they really have no idea what to do with less because they're uh-huh. just so used to having so much.
1: I uh, watched the last five it's, minutes. I it's like go
3: from a filet mignon to to like spam for them.
1: <laughs> I watched the last five <laughs> minutes of AEW, so I don't know what you're talking about. We'll get into that later in the next segment, but. Yeah, you can't, that's, you can't fault them, though. It's the WWE it's the major leagues. They're used to sell out crowds. They're used to hundreds, tens of thousands of people. AEW is not. Right. Because
3: it's all indie guys, so we'll find like out. They, it seemed like they were more creative in how to do it, and they handled it a lot better.
1: Well, I'm sure you'll talk about that later, right, in the next segment?
3: Yeah. But, you know, me personally, I, I, I do hope in a way that WWE doesn't carry forth with WrestleMania. You know, at one point... I think early on I was advocating, yes, push through. I think Vince is going to push through. But, you know, now it's – you really got to think about it. This is this, – I think this is more serious than any of us really imagine with the coronavirus. And you really have to think for the safety of the wrestlers as well. You know, you look at someone like Roman Reigns, you know, I, I actually am concerned for him. You know, he shouldn't be doing this. He shouldn't be out there exposing himself to potentially get worse than what he really could be, you know. I mean, he's got an immune he's got a weakened immune system yeah and this virus targets people like him
1: touching on that subject W.E. has revealed in a statement they are testing their talent and staff for the coronavirus they issued a statement to sports illustrated confirming that all coming talent and staff are required to participate in medical screenings before they even enter the performance center which is great and they are keeping which is it, great
3: that they're doing that
1: and yeah keep, and like you just mentioned they could be keeping a close eye on roman reigns as well they they absolutely should so at least they're being proactive on this. Mm-hmm. So good for them. I mean,
3: It makes me wonder, is Roman Reigns married? Because I know my wife, if I was in Roman Reigns' situation, there's no way in hell she'd <laughs> let me out the door. <laughs> he's married with a couple of kids. I know he's got kids. I didn't listen to know if he was married.
1: Last week, Mark, we talked about how Sammy Callahan is shutting down. He will not wrestle anymore until this pandemic is under control. Right. Well, somebody else is following suit. Leo Rush said he isn't comfortable wrestling while this coronavirus pandemic is going on. Can you blame them? Can you blame them? I was going to ask you that. No, I can't. It makes sense. I'm sure a yeah, lot well. more people are going to go on. I mean, how? So, like WrestleMania over two nights now. If someone doesn't want to wrestle, you,
3: you force them, right? Right. And we discussed last week how Tony Khan was really cool with the whole staff at AEW, with the talent as well. Just saying, hey, you know, again, no one's going to lose your spot if you don't feel comfortable. Stay home. Right. Now, with Vince is cool in WWE. Yes. That's cool. a
1: question. Yeah, yeah, I think he's cool. I think he's cool. And we get it, Mark. You're, you're an AW, Mark. I get it. Jesus.
0: It's, now, yeah. the
1: news, WWE decided to pre-tape episodes of Raw and SmackDown in the next couple of days. SmackDown will air live tonight, and the next two shows will be pre-taped over the weekend. Raw will air live on Monday, and the next couple episodes will, air, will be taped over Tuesday and Wednesday. But they do expect to hold NXT live every week. So that's a good sign, I guess?
3: I don't actually know how I feel about it. I guess, you know, it does make sense for them to... They should tape as much as possible, really, if it you think about it. Yeah. Because, you, have the because, building you know, if it gets shut down... Yeah, you have the building, least, yeah. you have the talent. you
1: yeah, that. In NXT, the thing with NXT is that all the NXT talent live in Orlando. Right. There's, there's no there's no really travel issues with them. But, yeah, man, uh, who knows? I, I mean, how, how many shows do you record? You got to only record, what, two until WrestleMania? How do you tape WrestleMania post-shows?
3: Let me ask you this: This build to WrestleMania, yeah. like I, I get it. You know the circumstances are so different than any other year, but man, it's really lacking. It doesn't feel like WrestleMania is coming up.
1: Not anymore. The, no, this is Everything going on. You can't fault them for this. Right. The card that we got wasn't really that. oh man, I got you WrestleMania to begin with, but now yeah, I mean, now you have
3: Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, and no one really wants to see that. Ray anyway. Wyatt and John Cena kind of came out of nowhere.
1: But when uh, like, what to see tonight on SmackDown. It's like, oh, Dana O'Brien challenged somebody at WrestleMania. I'm like,
2: yeah. Um,
1: but WrestleMania seems like it's going to be another random show.
3: I feel like the only matches I'm curious to see are, well, with Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. I want to see Drew McIntyre win the championship. And? Charlotte and, and Rhea Ripley. I want to Raya. see just because you, you're an idiot. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, I think they could tear their house down, but there's not really going to be a house to tear down. Yeah. But again, with that story is just seriously lacking something. Which is why I'm it's looking just forward just to the story.
1: I was looking forward to Edge, Ren Orton. Now, oh,
3: excuse me. Oh, my God. I about that. Yeah.
1: man standing match in an empty arena. I'm like, all right. The Rock versus Mankind wasn't a bad match. The halftime heat. Right. So give these guys the freedom to do what they want on a smaller scale.
3: And Orton and Edge oh, are just phenomenal workers. They have great, great minds for the business. So, yeah. I mean, so, I'm not, I'm not course, against that, that as well. But mind. it's just the – Nothing think, else I'm looking forward to. I don't, I don't care about anything else.
1: The word I'm looking for is missing. But it's just there is something missing. Because it doesn't feel like it's a showcase of the immortals. It doesn't feel like it's WrestleMania. The Super yeah. Bowl of wrestling. The whole sport. The whole industry of pro wrestling. No matter what company you like. No matter what company you follow. WrestleMania is it. It's bigger than anything any other company is doing. Not this year. Yeah. This is really ridiculous, man.
3: Oh yeah. Oh you know WrestleMania might not happen at all.
1: Oh, it'll happen. Hopefully June seventh at Madison Square Garden, so I keep the streak alive. We'll see. But Mark, we talked about it in the beginning of the show. There's there's no sports going on at all. Sports is dead. NFL free agency, baby. Variety broke the story, which was confirmed tonight on SmackDown by Michael Cole, saying that ESPN has signed a deal with W E to air classic WrestleMania events on Sundays to help fill the void that the schedule's feeling during this cancellation of sporting events. WrestleMania 30 will air on March 22nd. WrestleMania 32 will air on March 29th, both at 7pm. March April 5th, WrestleMania 35 will air on 3pm. So that's not classics, but okay. Smart move, I guess, right? ESPN needs time to fill.
3: Yeah. So what what kind of makes you think then? Is something in the fold there for a potential Uh, WWE-ESPN relationship?
1: This will definitely hey. help stroke his ego. Yeah, they want it. They want his content. This will definitely help stroke his ego. Definitely.
3: 100 percent, hundred percent. You gonna watch? Mm. No. Okay. Maybe not. Yeah. No. I, it will be real. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars to watch, right? Yeah, Star Wars yeah. to watch, dude, and uh, probably Greece or some other movie that Michelle wants me to watch. You <laughs> ever watch Greece? Never watched Greece. Really? Really? Wow, that's fucking fantastic. Love Kirishi. What, what else is in that list? In that list uh, Dirty Dancing's on that list. All right. I didn't see that. Uh, Indiana Jones, like all of them.
1: I have seen those either. Okay. That's fine.
3: And there's a lot of Disney movies I haven't watched at like all. Like Toy Story? I've seen Toy Story. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's all that matters. <laughs> in other news, Daniel Bryan provided an update on his in ring career, talking to.
3: It was on Total Bellas. The Bellas that podcast. The Total, yeah. The Bellas podcast. Yeah.
1: I'm taking time off for a second child. He's a little stressed about it, but WWE is giving him six weeks paternity leave, which so many few places do nowadays.
3: I know. I think that's so awesome that WWE is doing that.
1: I remember Daniel Murphy in the New York Mets took three days off, or three games off, for paternity leave, and everyone gave him hell for it. I'm like, really? People are my assholes, dude. And Daniel Bryant revealed that his contract is set to expire very soon, and he thinks he's most likely done being a full-time wrestler.
3: Yeah, I... I was – I forgot what I was doing. I was doing something while I was listening to podcasts, and I stopped and I was, I was like, did he just announce his retirement pretty much? Hmm.
1: Not retirement, like, what this full time.
3: What did I just listen to you? No, I, you know, obviously, Dana Bryan takes his responsibility as a parent very seriously, as well anyone should. And, you know, he's, he's a proud, happy dad. You know, he came back from a very serious injury. Yeah, accomplished his dream. Yeah, accomplished a dream, did everything he wanted to do in wrestling. You know, obviously, he still has passion for it, but you know, he takes his responsibility as a parent more seriously than that. He loves being a parent more than wrestling. I think it's a smart move for him if he decides to go about this. Obviously, you know, he said he's not going to necessarily stop wrestling; he just won't be a full-time wrestler anymore.
1: We see at the beginning of the show, Abel's supposed to be here tonight. He couldn't make right. it for his kid, and he only has one of them.
3: Yeah, exactly. Now Daniel Brian's going
1: to add two kids to this. It definitely, yeah. I mean, definitely going to affect and his and schedule.
3: It, and Brie Bella is always out and about doing her yeah. thing for reality shows and her multiple businesses that she has with Nikki. So, you know, it just makes sense that so Daniel Bryan is doing what's best for his family. Can't fault a man for doing that. You know, obviously, would I want Daniel Bryan to stay in wrestling? Sure. But, you know, family comes first. I always say that.
1: Finally, Mark, on all the news, I mentioned at the top of the show, I watched Bret Hart on Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions. At the very end... He had some stuff to say about Goldberg. I wrestled for 23 years, never injured anyone. I could be a little stiff at times, but I never hurt anyone. I was always respectful to the guys I worked with, and I wish I could say the same for some of the wrestlers I worked with, especially at the end. Goldberg, to me, was one of the most unprofessional wrestlers in this business. For Bill Goldberg to be in the Hall of Fame, hear everybody he worked with, he might as well wrestle a real gorilla. Hmm.
3: Strong words from Brett the Hitman Hart.
1: He was the most dangerous so guy to work with. He hurt everybody he worked with. Last words I said to him before I worked with him that night was, just don't hurt me. Do whatever you want. Just don't go nuts. He got over the Montreal job. He, forg- he forgave Shawn Michaels. He forgave Vince McMahon. Do you think this is something he'll ever get over?
3: No, I don't think so because Bret-, Bret Hart is a he's a stickler for this. You know, he number one thing he prides himself for is never hurting anyone in the ring. Which is something you should and, pride yourself on, yeah. Yeah. And
1: Goldberg took away his career.
3: Do I think Bret Hart? Yeah, which is a huge deal. I, I would be pissed off about Bret as well.
1: At first, really, you really harped on this, then I realized Bret Hart. This is his life, and then Goldberg took it away from him.
3: I kind of, I don't know if I would ever let that go either. Right, and Goldberg did have a reputation for being reckless, yeah, uh, for having too much too soon. You know, I, on the other hand too, Bret Hart can be overly critical of certain wrestlers for having for being reckless. You know, he, he claims Seth Rollins is reckless I don't. I don't believe Seth Rollins would be reckless, and I think a lot of wrestlers can back Seth Rollins up on that. It's just you know some unfortunate events. People get injured. It happens. Uh, it was accidents in there because most of the time he doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah. Uh, I think Bret Hart made a claim about Sasha Banks as well. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah. You know, so Bret Hart can be a little overly crit- critical in this case scenario. I don't think he's wrong. Though, with Goldberg, you know. Bret Hart definitely has a leg to stand on for this because of the fact that, well, Goldberg ended his career. Plain and simple. Can you get over that? I wouldn't.
1: So definitely check out Bret Hart, Broken Skull Sessions on the WB Network. Definitely worth the hour and 12 minutes, I think it was. Because you also learned a lot more stories about the Montreal Screwjob I don't ever remember hearing before.
3: Oh, interesting. I actually didn't listen to this one.
1: So definitely watch it. I I learned actually a couple things about everything, so...
3: Like I, of course, I heard about what he said about Goldberg. And I was like, wow, yeah, well, course, not yeah. surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised either. But... Has Goldberg ever responded to this, or is he just like, ah, yeah, I deserve this? I haven't heard him, yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard him
1: say anything about this. They never mentioned it on, when he was on Stolen Cold show. Right. So who knows? Why would he? What can he say?
3: Yeah, what, what, what can he say? right like uh yeah i'm a dick i'm sorry brett <laughs> like what else can you say
1: so uh moving on mark uh, that's it for the news green man has an interview this week
3: he does he does with ruthless lala
1: ruthless lala a name i'm not too familiar with i heard i met her at bcw's show i think in november and i was kind of impressed didn't get a chance to talk well, to dude, her she's
3: she's very impressed. I mean, 17 years in this business you know, she dominated Queen of the North this past year.
1: Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to finding out more about her.
3: And what Abel told me, like, part one of this interview, and she really gets into the, the wrestling politics and the reality of it. So, Abel, take it away.
4: If you're ready and willing, I'm Abel, and welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling, the interview's if you've not done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at Shot of Wrestling No A on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also contact us via email at inbox at shot dot com or dial it up six one nine three four three three zero zero five and leave your comments on a Shot of Wrestling hotline. Now we say it's time and time again that wrestling brings us together, and today is no different today we are joined by the queen super saiyan god the queen of chops the goddess of destruction lala two belts miss what that lariat do for the motherfucking culture respectfully ladies and gentlemen
0: ruthless lala
4: welcome a shot of wrestling you
0: know what i did been introduced sometimes in my day well that was by far the best fucking introduction that i've had so that is go to fuck thank you very much that was cool
4: well i'm glad i did it justice you have a career that required such introduction 17 years in the business 17 years and you have seen You have seen a lot. You have done a lot. But as most recently, uh, we saw you at BCW's Queen of the North 2 and also at WSU as one half of the tag team champions with Sue Young. Now, the Northeast scene is saturated. You know, it's saturated with so many great talent, some great, some not so much. But you came into this scene in these last few years as one of the top dogs. Who brought you into that New York City area and – I guess, our territory.
0: Well, the first person to bring me in of how I actually got into the area was DJ Hyde with uh, WSU. Um, Technically, pause. Let me take that back. Mm -hmm. The person that brought me to the area was Aja Pereira. Uh, That's my little sister. I love her to death.
4: Shout out to Aja and her recent success also (laughs) in the WWE.
0: I am... I am overly proud of her. Like, every time I get ready to talk about her, I start crying. So I'm going to keep my shit together this time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I was staying in uh, Rome, Georgia at that time. And she hit me up and was like, hey, they want me to be a squad with me to WSU. You know, would you be down? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll be down. And she was like, all right, bet. And so uh, it was amazing. I went there and uh, I showed my naked ass respectfully. <laughs> not 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 intent, like not like I didn't like pull my pants down and say here my ass look at it look at these cakes!" no I went there and I was you know I was just me and um, they loved me and I started coming back to WSU and uh, more people started seeing me and then after WSU well before WSU I had came and I wrestled in New Jersey at a Papa up party
2: right. uh,
0: shout out to Ness I that's my bro bro I love him to death and I, I wrestled there for Wrestlemania weekend that was my first time wrestling here It was at the pop-up party at uh, ridgefield park new jersey actually mm-hmm. so when we just had the bcw show there again i was like holy shit i've already wrestled here before <laughs> this is amazing so uh if it wasn't for aja i would have never got my foot into the new jersey the new york area so uh that's who actually got me there and after that everything just slowly but surely started uh working out
4: you started in the texas texas scene correct how is the the scene between Texas and the Northeast? How does it compare to each other?
0: Well, I'm here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to make it seem like I'm I'm disrespecting Texas. It's just to me, Texas wasn't good to me, and it hurts to say that because you know you have people like Keith Lee and Jordan Grace and ACH and Ember Moon who all are from Texas and they're in the WWE or they're in some big company,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: chilling it for the motherfucking culture, you know? But when it came to me, Texas wasn't really good to me, you know, because I wasn't the size, wasn't the right size. And Mm. this sounds really horrible, but when I was coming up in the wrestling business, you know, if you wasn't sucking or fucking or you wasn't part of the homeboy clique, or if you wasn't already an established name, nobody gave a fuck who you were. hmm You know, like you had to do a lot of kissing ass, and that's just something that I never done, never have, never will. It just won't happen. You know, the fact that I am open and I'm upfront front gives me a lot of heat, which, which is great at the same time because I have two kids, and the one thing that I'm not going to do, I'm not going to degrade myself or demoralize myself to get ahead. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to be known off my work rate, not what I look like. And that's the problem with a lot of people, with a lot of fans, and a lot of wrestlers as well. They base people's work rate off of how they look instead of burst based in their work rate off of how they work. You know, same thing with fans. You know, fans go around saying that these women and these men are the best wrestlers ever, but they only only going off of how they look, not off their work rate. You feel what I'm saying? If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, but also,
4: Ruthless Lala, you, you're in the entertainment business, you know, wrestling is part entertainment, you know, the look has a lot to do with it, like even...
0: Right, but the but the look shouldn't always be sex sells, you feel what I'm saying? Mm. Like, everybody says this all the time, sex sells, sex sells, sex sales. Sex sells until a certain point. If you have two women in, in, in the ring who have their booty cheeks and their boobs showing and... But they can't wrestle their way out of a paper bag if they had a box cutter, a blowtorch, or a pair of scissors, what are you really selling? Right. Yeah. Like everybody has a unique look about themselves. You know, that's why I have the look that I have. Because it's not something that you see on a regular day basis. Let's talk about that look
4: also. Yeah, let's talk about that look. How did it get developed? Did you always start off looking the way you do? Because when you coming into the area, I saw you know, a promo pic of you, and I'm like, yo, this chick looked like she's gonna kill somebody, and I love it. You know, <laughs> like I, uh, I was fearful. It was like a female undertaker. I'm like, yo, who is this? I need to go check her out. You know. So as far as like entertainment, you know, your look also sells uh, a certain type of character. How did you develop it?
0: Oh, it took a while. Oh my god, you don't understand. It took a while. <laughs> So, um, every so now and then I catch myself going back and looking at old videos of myself. I've, I've, I've heard JR say it so much or Michael Cole say it when they do commentary. Now I say it to myself, I'd be like, oh my God, look, that's vintage Ruthless la la. Oh, that's vintage la. Even before I was wrestling, I always did color contact
2: because,
0: okay. you know, I, I, I always, and I can admit it. I always had an insecurity problem, you know, because I was married for five years. And uh, my ex-husband like verbally abused me, like made me feel like I was never good enough. Just put me down. You know, it was the worst. I'm not afraid to admit that I have a couple of insecurities. So I would always rock like different color contacts and see what works for me, like the honey or the blue or the green, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And what I was really into was I used to do nothing but watch The Great Mood. Because I love the great Muda. That is somebody that I idolize, like, to infinity and beyond. So before I even started doing the contest, I was doing the face paint. Like, all mm-hmm. different kinds of face paint. Like, how am I going to do it this way? Or how am i am going to do it this way? And um, that shit was hard to clean up. It was
4: like <laughs> Lala, you, you may have not met me a, a year ago, but I'm the green man. I paint myself green and go to shows. So I know what you're going through.
0: I'm sorry. That's that really... <laughs> That acrylic paint can like suck a dick. Respectfully, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it can. And so you know, after that, um, I'm a I'm a huge anime fan. Mm-hmm. And when um, like I love watching Bleach. I love it, it's it's at the top. Dragon Ball Z, Trigon, a couple of a uh, couple of other um, format Alchemist. I can keep going, but I won't because I just have way too much fun. Um. <laughs> I'm really big on anime, and I'm really big on supernatural things. I love that. And I just really wanted to be different. And uh, I had an old friend of mine. Uh, his name was Mace Malone. He was also a wrestler. He hasn't been in the game in a while. You know, he retired, which made me so sad. But uh, that was my best friend of 18 years. And um, he had the white and black ones. And uh, he was the angel of wrath, Mace.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I would just see how... When he put those on, he was just a different person. And I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. I was like, but I don't want it to be like everybody else, you know. I don't want to be like everybody else. I wanna be unique. I wanna be my own person. Yeah. And um I ended up watching The Walking Dead and uh I ended up watching um uh, Broly. And when Broly would, you know, would get to that point, his eyes turned white. And I was like, Ooh, mm. ooh, I was like, I think I could lock that. But you know what? I think I can lock that. So I got like a pair of all white contacts and I put them in and first time me putting them in, I automatically I was blind. <laughs> 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 oh my God, God, I can't see. I can't see. And um, it took me about a week to adjust and get used to them, and for my eyes to get used to it, which uh, turned out really well. And um, my character, I was going through so much of trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be and to, do what everybody else wanted me to do, and it got to the point to where it wasn't funny anymore. And I stopped doing what everybody wanted me to do, and I was just myself. So, like, that character is me. Ruthless Lala is me. That's a part of who I am. That's the side. Like, you know how you always tell people, hey, I promise you don't want to see that bad side of me. That's my bad side. Now, just really think how that would be if it wasn't in a controlled area. It's wild. You know what I'm saying? Because when, when you look in the dictionary, the definition of ruthless is show sure no pity, show sure no remorse. Do whatever it takes by any means necessary. And when it comes down to it, I could care less if I win or if I lose. I literally just care about how much pain I can inflict on you from the time that bell rings until the time that bell rings for the last time. Because it fuels my soul. It it, it it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If,
0: if, if you can give me the fight that I've been waiting for, when the match is over, I'll get up and I'll shake your hand. Everybody gets confused. They're like, but you're a bad guy. Why do you do that? I said, man, it's not. Look, I'm big on sportsmanship. You feel me?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At the end of the day, I get in the ring. You better hit me because I want to feel it. Wrestling is a contact sport. That's what a lot of people forget. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's an art, and it may be predetermined of how people like to say it but it's still a contact
4: sport it's interesting yeah no it's interesting you mentioned that because getting more to talk to the talent and the wrestlers uh it does get shared around the locker room like you know this person's a stiff worker that person's a stiff worker and depending who you ask you know it's either a good thing or it's uh i don't want to be in a ring with them uh how do you oh
0: that's what i went through
4: yeah why don't you tell me a little bit about that
0: um, I was in Texas. At that point in time, I was just wrestling females. But I wasn't wrestling the good females. I was wrestling the females who were the ring rats, who were dating the promoter, or who were dating one of the guys, and the guys just wanted to put her over because, you know, she in a good head, so I want to, you know, let her know I appreciate her and make her a wrestler. <laughs> and it sounds really horrible, but that's exactly, like, how the forte was when I was coming up in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. And, um... I would wrestle them, and they were horrible. Like, they couldn't even lock up properly, let alone hit the ring right. And, like, here I am still trying to work with them, and it's just going horribly wrong. And it got to the point to where, oh, Lala hits too hard, and Lala's going to say, okay, so this is what happened. I wrestled a female in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't even wrestle anymore, thank God. But uh, at the time, she was a horrible wrestler. But because of how she looked, you know, with the two-piece, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, she's sparky, you know, let's book her. But she was horrible. Okay. So, we got there, and the owner was like, hey, this is what I want, you know? And uh, he's like, was going over, and she got mad. She's like, well, why is she going over? He was like, because she's my monster, and I need her to go over. She's like, but, you know, I'm your big face. And, like, this is legit, the conversation that is going oh, on man.
2: right now.
0: And he's like, well, I need her to go over because... This is where we're going with it. And he was like, but you're still going to win because it's going to be about disqualification. She's like, all right. So I asked what she wanted to do. And the first thing she said, because i bullshit you not. She's like, well, you know, they have me built as the underdog. So I want to take everything you have. So right when the bell rings, I want you to spear me. I said, I'm sorry. What? You want me to do what? You want me to spear you? Is this Is what you, okay. So we called the whole match and sure enough, Worst fucking match I ever had before in my life.
4: Did you spear her,
0: bruh? I almost speared her out of the ring. <laughs> and I and, and like and like I, I don't think she knew what now, she was asking I, so, for. <laughs> I don't. I don't think she knew what she was asking for either. Like I can laugh about it now, but at that time it was cringing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it was massively cringing because it's like she didn't sell and uh. she wouldn't fight back. And then when she did fight back, she would hit the ropes. But then she would hold on to the ropes. And then we had the spot to where I had wrapped her arms in the rope
2: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, I had literally, you know, was kicking her in the chest. She decided while I was kicking her in the chest in mid-swing to undo her arms and put her face down. Chicked oh, <laughs> her in the face, broke her nose. One
2: mm-hmm.
0: not trying to, wasn't on me. Mm-hmm. And it just got worse from there. And so I apologized to her when I went to the back. I was like, hey, are you Okay what happened? And she was like, Oh, you know, uh, it's okay. Things happen and all this type of stuff and everything. And I was like, all right, cool. With that, it was the whole situation of I asked if she was okay. She said she was fine. Cool. I'm thinking everything was great. Nope. The next day she made about a 15 minute promo about how I tried to kill her. I tried to end her career it was just the worst. And so instead of me being quiet, I didn't. <laughs> and I went off. And I told him the only reason that you're mad at me is because you're trash and you can't wrestle. And I went to Infinity and Beyond. And, like, my friend hit me up and was like, yo, take it down. I was like, for what? She ain't taking hers down. Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't get to just, like, accuse me of trying to, like, kill you and then thinking that, that it's okay. So um, that happened. It was just the worst. <laughs>
4: did you so get a really bad rap words. after that
0: oh that's all I got that's the reason why I actually transitioned into wrestling men
4: mm-hmm. is
0: because it got to the point to where it was like yo you know we don't want to wrestle with you blah blah you know we're just blah blah shit you know she's unsafe she's reckless we don't want to wrestle her like those are things that I legitimately dealt with
2: mm-hmm. and I was
0: like wow and so um, that's actually where Austin Khan came in uh, into the mix is because I was at my five year mark and I was actually getting ready to quit because i was so bummed out and i was so stressed out with everything that was going on and i didn't understand what i was doing wrong and i would constantly say hey what am i doing wrong people would be like nothing you're killing it but if i'm killing it why are people like refusing to work me or telling promoters don't book me because she's unsafe and all this and my thing was all the promoters had to do was hit me up and ask me but they just listened to other people and just not wanting to book me and so i got deemed as a unsafe chick not to mention, I did an interview on what's wrong with women's wrestling in Texas. And let's just say, people didn't like what I had to say. And so that just made it worse on me as well, because once again, I spoke my mind. And um, my mentor knew her, and his friend was very, like, cool. And so he made it possible for me to talk to her. And I said, and I talked to her about almost like two hours on the phone. And uh, she's like, don't quit. She's like, there's not enough. African-American women in this business. She said, there ain't enough thick sisters in this business. She was mm-hmm. like, so you have to stay in it. She said, because if you don't stay in it, you know what I'm saying, you just letting everybody win. After that, I, I stuck with it. I started transitioning into wrestling men because I was trained by a guy. So, you know, wrestling guy is something that is not something that I wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. It was very rugged because I started wrestling men at a, a wrestling show in a bazaar called WBW, um, Wrecking Ball Wrestling, in uh, Garland, Texas. That's where I started. Okay. And I think the the main match that solidified me as an indigenous wrestler was when I went up against my mentor, Hugh Rogue. He is the, they call him the walking horror story, the Texas hardcore legend, Hugh Rogue name is crazy as shit mm-hmm. uh, if you ever get a chance look up xcw wrestling
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was out of it was out of denton the the owner is mike davis like dope dope shows you know it was really extreme so when i wrestled him it kind of solidified me as an intergender wrestler and i just kept wanting to wrestle men more than women because women don't want to wrestle me so i was like, screw it you know yeah but it was a it was a tough transition. I'm sorry, I, I got like so off, and like, I just like went into the deep end. But no, like it 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 was really bad.
4: It actually leads me to uh, one of my next questions because as you're telling us this story, it, it looks like it's going through a few different years, a few different points of women's wrestling in general. You know, we mentioned you know the last 17 years from when you started to when we are where we are today. Completely different ball game for you guys or you gals. You know, uh, someone who's strong and powerful like you being able to have great matches with the dudes is sometimes for a fan, something that they want to see more than just the girls going at it with each other. Uh, So tell us a little bit about that transition. Do you find it easier or do you find it better where women's wrestling is today versus where it was 16 years ago?
0: English wrestling is is definitely better today than what it was back in the grip. Because let's really, really be honest about it. If you look on WWE, if you wasn't Jazz, shout out to Auntie Jazz. I uh, love her very much. Shout out to Auntie Jazz and uh, Uncle Rock and Mac. Uh I've known them too ever since I was fifteen years old. They have been nothing but family to me and I love them to death. Um, I've been able to actually learn some things from them too as well. But it's definitely a lot better now because if you if you really looked at it, even even in the WWE, The only women that you had on there that could wrestle was Victoria, Jacqueline, Jazz, Molly Holly, Lita, and Trish. Mm -hmm. All the other women were literally there for eye candy. Let's be honest. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not taking away from them, but if you wanted to think about wrestling, that's what you thought about wrestling. That was women's wrestling. Not to mention, you know, we're not going to go old school, old school. You know, the Sapphire and, you know, Sherry and... Moolah and Mae Young like we're not gonna go that far mm-hmm. far back but you you can understand what I'm saying yeah uh for the era for me you know that's the wrestling that I was watching and uh in my opinion women's wrestling is a lot better now than what it was back in the day because let's really be honest and back in the day when women matches used to happen at WWE how many people would be watching from home are there at the place. And when a women's match happened, they would get up and they would use that time to go to the concession or to go and have a, a restroom break. You know what right. I'm saying? I've seen it for myself because that's how bad women's wrestling was back then. Once Jazz and Jacqueline and everybody else left, we just had, honestly, a bunch of models running around. And don't get me wrong, I love AJ Lee. I love Beth Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? And I love Natalya. You know, but it was still very rough. You know what I mean? So the fact that women's wrestling is where it's at now to where women have main evented WrestleMania and like women are main eventing around the indie scene. That shit is dope. Do you I don't you know think, if I answered your question.
4: No, absolutely. Do you think there's anything left in the evolution? Is there any more progression that the women need to do right now to take it
0: to the next level? I would say, where i say right now is good because you don't want to give everything all at once. You want to kind of even and, and spread it out. You know what I mean? So I would say, no, it, it, it's, it's good right now, or say, you know, the women are killing it. So I feel like if they stay on this path, it's going to do nothing but continue to gradually, gradually grow.
4: Yeah, I think something that you participated in recently really pushed that evolution and gave us something Ooh. to be different for, the, for women's wrestling, which is that Queen of the Monsters match at BCW. You know, oh four God, strong so women. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, great so like, top talent, even, and you guys went at
0: it. Well, the thing is, none of us knew that it was a no disqualification match. <laughs> <laughs> what? None of us knew. We literally just thought it was just you know a match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when we get there, and um, Peter comes and talks to us, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, yeah, you know," so hey, we got to get under the ring, and we're all like, "Wait." gimmicks <laughs> what do you mean gimmicks he's like yeah you know we got a we got a door and we got a no he left the door for the last he was like you know we got a chair we got a paddle we got a trash can lid and we got a door when he said door my eyes just lit up
2: mm-hmm. because
0: here lately i've been on a roll with putting bitches through doors it's been my shit so okay <laughs> I was so excited about it. and when we found out there was no disqualification oh my god i like we lit up like a kid in the candy store and was like fuck it we should have fucked up all the church's money. And that's exactly what we're <laughs> And, like, I felt it. I ain't gonna lie. I felt that shit. Like, for the next three days, I felt it. And I was like, the best friend was like, did you have fun? I said, yeah. He said, you're hurting, ain't you? I was like, yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's what you get. He's like, no, nobody's hate to go put people through doors and acting crazy like you ain't got no sense. I'm proud of you, but deal with it. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
4: You guys had so many great moments, um, so many great ones. You putting Davian through that door was perfectly timed in the the match. Like people were going crazy. Holiday kicked a fan, you know, uh, that was wild. There was just so much good things that. When we talk about I
0: got holy shit, shit.
4: <laughs> there were I mean there was so many great things and and like literally, I was in commentary, and one of the things that I was just going through my mind, you know I was thinking like the women 's evolution, and I was thinking everything that women have done, that I know the struggle is real, from what you were explaining to me earlier on about what women had to do to get on shows, what women had to go through, what you know being the piss break match you guys had a like women whole are still show
0: going through that you know what i'm saying like women still are going through that you know what i mean which is the the, the sad part about it is you know you still got those creepy ass promoters out there that mm. you know are trying to go like, hey how badly you want to get booked you know what i mean so it's like i'm i'm happy to be a part of you know the women the women's revolution i just wish that it could be more and women's wrestling could be taken more seriously than what it already is yeah. I mean, you know like you guys had I a whole understand. show
4: with the women. Queen of the North too was amazing. And well, you... no,
0: no, it wasn't all a women's show. Remember, you know your oh, your BCW champion, Darius Carter, had to you know had to insinuate him on being on the show, which it makes sense. I mean, he whines like a bitch, so it's only fair for him to be on the show. <laughs> it was Respectfully, shout out to Darius. I love, you know what I'm saying? but well, we're talking about oh, Darius, state
4: state. I mean, talk about a little bit of a dream match. I would love to see Ruth Lala versus Darius Carter one day.
0: I would love to knock Darius' fucking head off. You have no idea. Like, if Santa was a legit shoot, I promise you that would be at the top of my list, is what do you want for Christmas to knock Darius Carter's fucking head off? Respectfully. <laughs> and then I would be well in the world.
4: What other dream matches you have uh, that you would want to have, either men or women?
0: Um, I wanted to wrestle Mercedes Martinez. I want to wrestle Aja Kong. I want to wrestle Aria Monroe. That's the sis. I love her to death. I would like to wrestle her. Even though I am tag team champions with her, me and Sue have still never wrestled each other. Um, How did that
4: tag team get, get formed? When I saw that, I was like, this is pretty cool.
0: Uh, Me and Sue actually been best friends for over 10 years. And uh, we used to always hang out a lot in Austin, Texas at uh, Anarchy Championship Wrestling. And um, they kind of teased it there because I was her I was her bodyguard. I was her her hitman for hire, as you could say. And uh, we were like, yo, if they go full through with this, we're legitimately going to call ourselves young and ruthless. You know what I mean? Because nice. it, it was right. You know, like cause we were thinking about like, what would be something that could ring and everybody be like, you know, I fucked with it. And I was like, "Well, you're you're young, and I'm listening and she was like, oh. and "I was like, oh. we both said at the same time, young and ruthless." Yeah, yes, and we just ran with it from there. And so, December twenty eighth of two thousand nineteen in Voorhees, New Jersey, I was at WSU, and um, I they asked me who I would like who uh, who would I like to tag with to, as they say, fuck up the church's money,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and. Only one person came to my mind who was there, and it was like, Sue. And they was like, all right, you know, well, if Sue agrees, you know, like, we got our new tag team. And I was like, word. So I went to Sue, and I was like, hey, would you be down the tagging me, and we just suck up all the church's money? She was like, fuck yeah. Let's do it. I was like, fuck yeah. And from there, we, man, we had a blast. And uh, that's when Young and Rupus was formed. And we are your new WSU World Tag Team Champions. So that's that. And to do that with her on my 17-year anniversary, wrestling mm-hmm. anniversary, it was beyond amazing. Like, I was, I cried. It was the worst. You know, I was really happy because, like, I don't think people really understand who Rupert Fala is, let alone who Tonya Harris is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, people just look at me and they see the eyes and they automatically think, oh, this is some brood, you know, just evil person, but nobody really knows what I had to go through, you know, only but a select few people, and Sue was one of those people. Like, there's been times where I've called Sue crying and saying, hey, maybe I just need to quit, you know, because, like, I'm trying my hardest, but it's, like, it's just not getting to where it needs to be, you know? And um, so, I feel like the reason why, like, a lot of people don't know who I am or a lot of people don't pay attention to me is because I'm very misunderstood. And Nobody really knows the true story of Ruthless Lala. And so, to have somebody that has seen the things that I've went through and I've still been able to be here and I can share that with them and be champions with them, that that is an honor in itself.
2: It's time for this week's TV Takedown.
1: All right, Mark, that was only part one. Learned so much, I can't imagine what we hear in part two with Ruthless Lala.
3: Phenomenal talent. It's definitely a woman that you don't want to piss off. So I'm looking forward yeah. to see what Abel has next with her.
1: Mark, did you watch any TV this week? A lot happened. I mean, I have a lot
3: of time in my hands now, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Raw, Raw replayed the entire men's Royal Rumble. I'm happy they they aired the edit with Edge's spear.
3: Yeah, no, that was cool. It's You know what? Because
1: that was a big controversy on social media when that happened. They, they, they cut away from his first spear ever in nine years.
3: What's going to happen when WrestleMania is over and he's still doing these these Raw and SmackDown shows in, a, in an empty arena? Are you going to replay? Are you going to keep replaying different shit from old pay per views? Yeah, why not? It's working. I have no problem with it. Is it working? It's only working because you have nothing else to watch. I, I don't have a
1: problem with it. I didn't see the Men's Royal Rumble. I didn't see the the, the Tag Team Limitless Chamber.
3: All right, fantastic. I got to watch it. You can just watch it on WWE Network, man. What do you pay $9.99 a month for? Broken
1: Skull Sessions with Bret Hart. Okay. All right. Dick. Um, something I want to talk about the last couple weeks. I keep forgetting to talk about it. Um, and to, this past week on Raw, it just cemented that I'm in love with Asuka.
3: You you enjoyed her in commentary?
1: She killed it. I love I loved her promos you in the killed ring. killed it? I loved her I promos. I thought it was
3: distracting.
1: I thought it was hilarious. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's not really distracting because there's not much really going on in the ring at the time. It was just a little much. Yeah, I can see it being a little much. Yeah, but it's it was just a little much.
3: It still was like funny, I say, with a question mark. It was, it was funny. There were some it. funny moments there. It was just a little too much. I'll, like, I'll right, take that. Let's, let's yeah. back, let's back okay. it down here That's a little bit. What'd you have for Raw? For Raw, like, really, the, the, the one thing that stood out for me is Edge, of course, that promo mm-hmm. delivery he did. Obviously, his work in the acting world has definitely upped his game in the promos. Uh, he was never bad at the art of the promo no. at all, but you know, I feel like it's just amplified that much more now after you know taking that nine-year break and doing some acting work.
1: How how killer would that yeah. have been in front of a live crowd?
3: Oh, it would have been amazing yeah. in front of a live crowd, but I think it would have been delivered differently in front of a live crowd. How so? Because the way he played it, you notice this, right? He didn't play it to a crowd. No. He played it right through the camera. Yeah. Right through the camera, which was something he's supposed to do right now because there's no crowd. There's no crowd at all. Yeah, and I this is this is the one thing I really wish they could have done. I wish Edge just dropped the mic because it's mm. it's stupid to have a mic there right now because there's no audience. Yeah. You're, you're speaking directly to the um, to the camera. You're speaking directly to Randy Orton in that camera. Drop the mic because it, it's it was like, too distracting in his face.
1: Oh, okay, so you're saying okay,
3: you know with that with that close up, drop the mic, look directly in the camera, and you get your point across. A lot better, like you are now. Yeah, like I am now. <laughs> the audience can't hear me, but they can't see me. But you can
1: Speaking of no audience, why did Stone Cold like hit all four
3: curbuckles? But just go in the ring, again. man. I know that, that's that, your shtick. That but there's weird. nobody there.
1: Just go in the ring. I noticed oh, you
3: dropped, it, drop the beer.
1: Yeah, a couple times. Well, the same guys not man, throwing, getting sloppy. It. The same guys not throwing. It. It's a different guy throwing it to him. So maybe it's this guy who's fucked up.
3: I was also expecting any second. For him to give a stunner to Becky Lynch, I was kind of hoping it's going to happen.
1: It's called a receipt, Mark. You talked about it on the show in the past because she hit him on his uh, talk show in USA, right? But you can't hit a woman, Mark. It's
3: no, apparently yeah. you can't. You know, this whole lack of a crowd thing clearly affected Stone Cold because that was probably the worst yeah. showing I've ever seen from him. Which is weird because you know Stone Cold is the most charismatic, probably yeah. one of the most charismatic wrestlers in WWE history, and yet he had trouble with it. Clearly. It just felt weird.
1: All right, whatever. Happy 316 Day. Last week, I wanted to talk about it. We didn't. But this week, the AJ Styles on Trigger Feud, I'm kind of digging.
3: I'm it's, really it, digging that storyline there. It's different
1: from what we're used to. They're kind of humanizing the dead man. Yeah, calling him Mark, talking about the wife. His family. Yeah, you're not really a dead man. You are you have a wife. You have kids. You have a family.
3: I'm curious to see if AJ is even going to bring up how Michelle McCool took the Styles Clash. Did she? She, uh, I forgot what she called it. It's it was the same exact move, the same exact. Oh, move she as used to it stuff. Yeah, as her finish move. Yeah,
1: um, it was weird how he just stormed down to the ring, not as a dead man, but like he kind of came out as Mark Calloway.
3: That was the fastest I've ever seen him yeah. come down the ring.
1: So now it's kind of a throwback to his kind of you know badass gimmick here, where he, the headband, the, the ponytail, the braided tail, whatever you want to call it, straps down. Know
3: hope he doesn't come back as American Badass. I was not a big fan of that gimmick.
1: Really? I didn't mind it. Yeah. But it it goes back to him. You can't be the Undertaker if AJ Styles is calling you Mark Calloway with a wife and kids.
3: We to all come, know you, him as the Undertaker.
1: You have to come down as a man defending his family and defending your legacy.
3: I know. I see where you're going with this. Would it make sense for him to come back down as American Badass Mark Calloway? I'm not saying come back as the American it, Badass. I'm just saying he, it, you,
1: you see it, he's He's, he's coming with those elements.
3: In this case, it would make sense. I mean, just recently, I think on Twitter today, you know, there's a, uh, video footage of him and Michelle McCall in a pool with a tiger. You know, we're seeing a human side to Mark Halloway to The Undertaker. Yeah. So, different, I, you know, we, it's going to be interesting to see with this, when, when they go forward with this. Will, I'm liking, will he come I'm enjoying down it. as a yeah. man or will he come down as American badass Mark Halloway?
1: I don't think he'll come <laughs> down as American badass. I just think he'll come down as more of a human Undertaker.
3: Then, which leads me to my next question about that is: This is the last match.
1: I can't answer that question. I thought Roman Reigns was his last match.
3: I'm just throwing it out yeah. there. You know, with, with what the the language AJ Styles throwing out there. I mean, what fitting way to go out?
1: But now you're you have a different incarnation of the Undertaker, the human dead man. How long can this go on for? A third, oh. in, a third, fourth incarnation of his character. Fresh air, new life. I've I've
3: lost track, honestly. Undertaker is a master. Other than Chris Jericho, is a master at reinventing himself and his character. Um, I just don't see how much longer he could really go in the ring.
1: he have been saying that for years now, so who knows? Impact. I have a lot to talk about Impact. I'm going to breeze right through everything because Impact was one of the best shows I've seen in months. I'll let you take this one. Because you didn't see it. It's fine. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Ty Valkyrie was upset because she lost her... Championship, she lost the chance at the world championship. Rosemary kind of befriended her. So this week we all of a sudden get the real housewives of Slamtown. Oh my god, really? Because you know John Hennigan is the mayor of Slamtown. And she's yeah. the first lady of Slamtown. Very cheesy, very corny, but it was funny, it was entertaining. Something you don't you don't see those two hokey promos um, vignettes these days. You had the debut of Chris Bay, the most coveted free agent in months. Oh, he debuted this week. Good for him. And he was amazing. The winner of this season of Gut Check was announced. Congratulations to him. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Ken Shamrock was announced officially as the next Hall of Fame inductee.
3: Good for him. Respect the WWE for allowing them to use the footage from his WWE days. Half the video was
1: him in WWE. They even mentioned it in the voiceover. Because now Impact and WWE had kind of formed this working relationship because a lot of Impact stuff is on network. Right. Then Sammy Callahan came out. As he's revealed that the guy behind the reality is lost hacker that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, something I talked about last couple of weeks as well. Like this is awesome. Well who is this? It's Sammy Cantlan. So now we have a new Sammy Cantlan character gimmick coming up, coming straight out of Watch Dogs the video game. He blinded Ken Shamrock with a fireball to his face to end the show. Ooh,
3: nice. me to That's something WWE needs to bring back. The fireball. Fireballs, right? And the show
1: ended with me wanting to watch next week to see what happens. You're making me want to watch. But the big takeaway for me for Impact, which is my take-down it down for Impact this week, was cancel culture. Did you hear about this? No. The past couple of weeks, you know, Rave uh, RVD coming out. Talk about the last couple of shows, RVD, Home I'm loving these days. And his hot girlfriend, Katie Forbes, comes out. She's half-naked. She has a huge ass, huge tits, and she shows them off to everybody. And you have Joey Ryan coming out as a sex guy who oils his chest. He's, he has a huge, you know, you felt his power of his dong, right?
3: I, uh, I enjoy Ryan dong. pretty well. You've been a victim to the dong style? I can't believe I'm saying this, but yes, you yes, like yeah. the dong style) <laughs> So over the
1: last couple weeks, they've been building an on impact, how these three have kind of formed a union saying how they're victims of these trolls attacking them online, for being too revealing, being too sexy, being too smutty, being too vulgar. So this led to a union called Cancel Culture. There's a new tag team now. Joey Ryan,
3: yeah, like, write like the censor.
1: Sort of, yes, thank you. Joey Ryan comes out with khaki shorts, a red sweater, and a blue button-down. Um, Katie Forbes comes out in a big fur coat, hiding all her curves and assets. They're bonding over trolls, and they're not going to let trolls affect them. So they're, they're, Joey Ryan basically changed his whole gimmick, his whole character. Now, what wow. made what made him famous, what got him to the dance, is no longer what we're seeing on Impact. Joey Ryan is no more. Is now Joseph P. Ryan. Wow. A huge curveball, and I didn't even equate it to break the sensor, but, like, yeah, this is basically what it is. This just drew me in, like, wow, that's fucking mind-blowing.
3: How long has Joey Ryan been doing that gimmick for? I mean, he's been Years. here for quite some time, yeah. Is he even doing something different? Yeah, is, is he a one-trick pony? No. He, he was, he's trying to reinvent himself. Yeah. He's got a good mind for the business, and I, that's pretty cool. He gets people talking, because everyone knows Joey Ryan. is a yeah. dick-flip guy.
1: <laughs> I just fell in love with this. This is, this is awesome, the way they're doing it. If you want to watch wrestling in front of a live crowd, which is something we're not getting on AEW or WWE, watch Impact. You have a couple more weeks left in the Trigger.
3: Have they said what they're going to do next?
1: Or no, next? I don't know cause I don't. I think they have four weeks left. I think they did a new taping, okay. so I don't know what they got left. How many how many episodes they have left? If they will carry them through this, knock on wood. Hopefully they do. But you do see how much the crowd affects live programming. It's,
3: oh, 100 percent. The crowd is it make. They make a huge difference. Even my wife, who's not a wrestling fan, I'm just saying, she's, like, she's like, how are they going to do WrestleMania? Yeah. Anyway, she's like, that's going to be weird.
1: So Impact, yeah. I was just loving Impact. It was a great episode. And from what I'm hearing, Mark, the same thing was with AEW Dynamite this week.
3: So AEW Dynamite completely crushed it in the ratings with, against NXT for obvious reasons. You know, you had the big returns, oh, well, big debuts, I should say, yeah. of Brody Lee as being the exalted one. Which you know, we had a feeling. Some people thought it might be Matt Hardy. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I kind of thought I kind of thought it was going to be Brody Lee. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And the, what he said to about um, old man, old, the old man. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I was trying to think of the exact phrase. You,
1: but, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be the first old man not to believe in me,
3: right? Which was just like, oh, Burn. well said, well done. You know, and he looked great on there as, as the exalted one great speaker. You know, I, I wish WWE let him speak more. Like he was just yeah, so articulate.
1: When they did, it was very yeah. impressive,
3: yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's going to be a great role for him. And then Matt Hardy, you know, with that reveal with the, with the Vanguard, apparently, as it came out, if it was at the original venue where it was supposed to be, they wouldn't allow the, the Vanguard drone to really? be in there. So yeah, it was actually a happy accident that it was in an empty arena.
1: I caught the last five minutes of Dynamite. Right. And I saw, I'm seeing what's going on, on the, in the ring on top of the ramp on the stage. And I see this drone come out of nowhere. I'm like, that looks familiar. Where's that? Where have I seen this from?
3: And Chris Jericho's face yeah. told the whole story. And that was just awesome facial reactions. And it was cool. Like, you know, with the whole thing, what they did, if no one watched, is the fact that, you know, they, they still had somewhat of an audience because they had the, the crew yeah. and, and some wrestlers service the audience as well.
1: The viral meme that came out of this was Randy Rhodes ring announcing.
3: Yeah, Brandy Rhodes, yeah. And it's the thing was, announcing.
1: but the Chiron was, she said she would never ring announce again. But Because her, her, she did what uh, she had to do. Her NXT ring announcing days. I, I thought that was hilarious. Great callback. Did you guys bring it?
3: No, it was. Yeah. And you know what? Talking about what we talked about before, you know, AEW did it right. They were very creative in what they did. They didn't hold any punches. They brought in the, these big debuts, which people were like, oh, my God, it would have been so much better if there was the crowd there. But you, you, you felt it. You felt the same reactions as if you would when a crowd was there with the pop. You you, ha- you you heard your own pop in your head when you saw these guys mm-hmm. come out there. The w, uh, AEW did it in just such um, a great and creative way where it makes you realize, wow, WWE could be doing a better job. Because initially, I was with you, Putty, last week with SmackDown, with the, with the empty arena. I was like, you know what? They did the best they could with what they got. You know, it yeah. wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. And Raw, I was feeling the same thing until AEW happened. I was like, wow, WWE is not doing a good job. And AEW crushed it, crushed it. And I really, really think it has something to do with the fact that, you know, these guys, even Cody Rowe, is performing in the indies for quite a bit. They have a lot of these people that are just, just fresh out of the indies,
1: which are used and to no crowds. They know how
3: to be creative. Low to no crowds. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it, you're it, right. It, it forces them to be creative.
1: Yeah, that's probably a big advantage for them. Yeah. I don't I didn't mean outside no crowds, the box. But right, low crowds. Yeah.
3: And like they got creative. They really were innovative with what they did. They weren't doing the same old, same old. WWE is obviously struggling. Like, oh, what do we do? Like we just saw it. All right, now we'll transition to SmackDown. and How they end the segment, how they end the show. They have Goldberg, Roman Reigns. That segment, Would have worked well with a live audience. Yeah. With the contract signing. Goldberg either just seemed lost or just seemed Hmm. stuck, either or just stuck into the original format that he's been used to for so long because he was grown from WCW in front of a live audience. He's never had to work at these (sighs) small shows before in front of a no audience. You know, and Roman Reigns, same thing. That whole thing should be done in front of a live crowd. It should have altered it so much more for, for the. TV crowd it was just so scripted
1: but what I loved about how they are kind of evolving with no crowd because I we're talking about last week I think it's gonna get old I didn't think it was getting old I'm like okay this is no crowd because what's going on in the news I'm like this has to be it but talk about taking the ball and running with it Miz and Morrison the dirt sheet segment having no crowd they they just being fans in the crowd for certain tag teams
3: that was hilarious
1: well edited yeah, went very smoothly. I just uh, thought they took advantage of the no crowd with this segment.
3: No, 100%. How do you do that with a crowd? You can't. Exactly. So, the, here's, that, a, here's the problem with what WWE is right now with like, the whole new audience. I, uh, f- what I'm seeing right now is I'm seeing theater being performed on TV. It doesn't work it, why not, right though? now. Why
1: not? Because I, saw, I watched John Oliver last week tonight and he did his last show. With no crowd, and his jokes, I laughed. But there's no audience reaction to it. But I was laughing anyway. So maybe these the stuff you're not laughing at or reacting to, other people are.
3: No, it's not even that. It's it's just plain weird to the TV because you know there's a lot of things. Because normally, what WWE is doing, what these superstars are doing, they're performing to a crowd, and it's it's resonating on TV, right? Yeah. Here now, the TV is the main audience. They need to play to the TV more, and they're not oh, doing it. Okay, yeah. they're, play, the they're playing to a crowd still, but there's no crowd. It's coming across. It's yeah. very awkward.
1: Not Miz and Morrison.
3: Not Miz and Morrison. Yeah. They're not doing that. But, but Roman Reigns R- coming
1: out and he's looking around. I'm like, what are you looking at?
3: Yeah, a, Stone a lot Cold of climbing more four turnbuckles. I'm like, okay. A lot of them are. Play the, the only one I feel like other than uh, Miz and Morrison was Edge. But even yeah, still, yeah. get rid of the mic, dude, or don't hold it so close to your face. Yeah. Going back play to the, going back to last week. Play uh,
1: hate to repeat ourselves, but Triple H was great on commentary. He he called out, natural. He he called out uh, Nikki Cross for playing up to the crowd, like Nikki Cross playing up to this no crowd here. He called her out on it, and that's what we need. We need more commentators to do that,
3: right? No, and that's why I think you know AEW did a better job is because they were playing. They had a small crowd, which helped, but you know it's where was where was AEW. Where AEW was on
1: Now, is it in something that can go forward, like the Performance Center? Is it a, a, a Jaguars, Tony Khan owned arena?
3: No, no, it's not. I, that I know for sure it wasn't. Uh, so like they might Tony have Kano to shut down arena. then. Well, WWE might have to shut it down. We don't know.
1: But they're pre taping for weeks, so.
3: For all we know, man, by the time the show airs, everything's shut down.
1: <laughs> yeah, but saying that WWE has, is going to pre tape stuff for a couple weeks. Right. Do you know if AEW is doing that as well?
3: I don't believe they are. All right.
1: Mark, we're way we over time. About Enough about TV. Let's get into some go home thoughts. Anything for you, my friend?
3: Well, I uh, just taped a segment with Jimmy J for BCW's Curtain Call. Okay, talk about it. No, yeah. So Jimmy J interviewed me one on one. Talked about a lot of different things, man. Talked about with my uh, with my acting career. Talked about my uh, me entering professional wrestling world. Talked about some stuff with what's going to come up for BCW's anniversary for whenever that comes up. Yeah. Uh, with the matches with Eric Jaden, my thoughts with the Setsujin squad. And we even talked a little bit about... I, I couldn't believe he brought this up, man. He talked about Pete Rosado.
1: Okay, good. How would that play out?
3: Well, you know... Why, why would he, he bring brought up? up he, so the the rumors are, like, you know, Pete is not a fan of me, yada, yada, whatever. He asked about my feelings about Pete. And, dude, I I, I, I have... I have nothing. I've heard the rumblings, you know, like, doesn't like me for whatever reason, yada, yada. But, you know, I mean, that that, that was what was brought up. We love Pete. Pete, come on anytime you want, buddy. I I even said, listen, you know, I'm for it. You know, if these rumors are true that Pete doesn't like me, and I perceived him, like, the interaction I have, like, okay, you know, maybe he's not a fan, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm welcome to it, man. I'm welcome to have a chat with him either on the air or behind closed doors just to, to air it out, talk it out.
1: Okay. I'm reasonable guy. What about this episode makes me want to tune into Mark Schwann?
3: Well, I don't know about you, buddy, because you know a lot about me, but it gives yeah. an inside look. <laughs> it gives an inside look to me, who I am, what I bring to this business. It also gives an inside look to what's going on with the Setsujin squad and what's going on with our storylines that we have coming up for BCW, you know, with. The fact that Eric Jaden, you know, he, he put his career in the line against Azrael. Did he? And for, for an opportunity, you, wait, you, you really don't pay attention to anything, do you? <laughs> You're going to see all that talk about, you know, Barton De Niro, their road to becoming, to hopefully become the BCW Tag Team Champions, to be the first time ever. Yeah, close, right? And talking about Rick Recon as well, as far as what, you know, the superstars that they've thrown at him, unfortunately. Those matches never came to be because of cancellations of things outside of BCW's control. But yeah, you're gonna have to see the rest. You know, it's it was a fun it was a fun time with Jimmy J, and uh, hopefully I didn't ruffle any feathers. Hopefully. But if I did, hopefully, so be it. <laughs> of course, just like you know. I I I speak for just myself, like you know, man. Pete
1: Rosado. We love you. Come back anytime you want. We're still waiting.
3: Come back. I, no, no one ever kicked you off, man. Come back. All right. That's your
1: go home thoughts. My go home thoughts are please just wash your fucking hands. Again, please just wash <laughs> your fucking hands. I mean, I'm going to the store. There's no toilet paper. There's no paper towels. You guys who are hoarding paper towels, soap, you guys realize other people have to wash their hands as well, right?
3: Please just. I don't think people think, honestly. Just be told. No. They don't think. How are you doing with touching your face? Oh, uh, all the time. All the time.
1: (laughs) But now I notice I do it after I wash my hands.
3: So then it's okay,
1: right? I think it's okay. Hopefully, knock on wood. talked about last week, Mark. This can be stopped by washing your hands. Then keep being six feet distant from other people.
3: Can I just tell you, so we talked about how it's at the supermarket today, right? Yes. And people are not doing the social distance thing, practicing being more than six feet away. They are not. Not, like I'm not doing my best, to anyway, stay away man. from people. I mean, just keep on coming, getting closer yep. and closer. Dude, get the fuck away from me, man! Dude. Social distancing. It's a
1: madhouse out there, and it's just oh my god.
0: <sighs>
1: and I don't my, know, man. I don't have to mention but, this. But my laundry mat is closed for two weeks. Really? So I'm a lazy fuck. So I drop both my laundry, and they're closed for two weeks now. What? What do I wash wash manually now. Do I, how do I work? How do I use these dials and soaps? Do you not have a washer dryer? No, I do not. Oh, I have it. (laughs) Of course you do, because you're an (laughs) asshole. You're you're an elitist asshole. And when WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump releases these checks, I'm sure you won't get them because you make too high of money.
3: (laughs) Oh, whatever, man. I'm not going to be an asshole. Like, whoever gets the checks deserves the checks. I'm not going to pull a Braun Strowman and be like, you know, (laughs) <laughs> well you, these people asking for handouts
1: <laughs> but still i can't imagine it's
3: pretty done i,
1: mean, <laughs> I think it'll work but yeah i can't go to the store because of it. It, it i think it's way overblown but please stay safe wash your fucking hands
3: have you tried doing peapod at all or anything like that or like any amazon that's stores? something i wanted
1: i told my parents to do my parents are kind of disabled yeah but they still go shopping i'm like just just order peapod my boss right now does peapod and she's saying they're
3: they're starting to limit their deliveries as well oh they are damn dude because i was thinking about doing that i don't like doing the peapod thing because i feel like it's just they always fuck it up somehow some way other the eggs are cracked or i'm not getting fresh produce yeah they don't care or they're missing something. But you know, sometimes with my schedule, like you know, we're in a pinch, so we need to we need to do it, so we just do it. But I personally today, like, my wife is just like, "Oh, do you want to do Peapod?" I'm like, "No, I, I'd rather go," for so many reasons. I was like, "Because I want to make sure we're getting good stuff," a and b is like, I, "I need to get the fuck out of here." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need, I need to see the outside world other than walking the dog. And dude, I regretted that.
1: It's so crazy what's going on in this world. And it, I saw a meme going around and, like, it hit home to me. Like, my lifestyle is now called quarantine. <laughs>
3: I'm, I saw you posted that.
1: I'm used to this. I'm like, I can just stay home for the weekend, not go out, not do jack shit. And, like, now it's called quarantine, air quotes.
3: <sighs> okay. I know some people, man, that like, they this is not inf- uh, impacting their life at all. Before this whole thing, like they lived their life, like staying yeah. stay in their apartment, doing their thing, on social media, like hardly going out. <laughs> I've been cringing my whole life, thirty-seven years for this, and here I am. So maybe you could teach me the way because I'm going nuts. Oh man, glad to, I'll off air. I'll teach you off air. Because you're talking about like seven days off, and I'm like cringing when I'm. Can't wait!
1: That. Oh my god, I can't wait. I, my DVR just- is so full. I'm like all right, I can catch up on DVR now that I have Hulu, Disney, and. ESPN? So much shit to watch.
3: There's only so much TV you can watch at a certain time. Don't you just go crazy?
1: I do get bored of watching TV sometimes, so then I'll put right. on like an Xbox game or something.
3: But you're still watching the screen, dude. Yeah,
1: but I'm interacting. I, 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 I'm, interacting. A, I'm controlling what's going on on the screen. My
3: eyes need a break. I brought up to my wife. I was like, hey, you know, maybe this weekend or next, let's sleep. Let's dress up. You know, let's just have ourselves like a nice little cocktail time. You know, make some drinks, have some hors d'oeuvres, have like a nice dinner. I said, we're out. Yeah, okay. Inside, the in quarantine life. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, I, I, <laughs> I, live in,
1: I live in Queens. I don't know how it is in Yonkers or Westchester, wherever you live. But in Queens, there's over a million people.
3: There's a lot of people here in Westchester, too.
1: So, for when I thought about this at the time, I don't know the numbers right now, but for like 300 people to get infected,
3: yeah, that's good fucking odds.
1: Okay. Yeah. A million people in Queens, that's less than a fraction. Sure. Okay.
3: So are you are you gonna be like one of those people that are on spring break, nothing's gonna interfere with your partying, not even Corona?
1: <laughs> Nothing is gonna interfere with my partying, Mark, because I stay home and lay on my couch and watch TV. So <laughs>
3: You're not gonna to go to the beach, you're not gonna do spring break? Come on. I am a
1: hundred percent Irish. I burn easily. <laughs> So, uh, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. So, episode 203, I'm assuming Mark will be the same via Skype or Zoom. But I'm looking forward to getting you back in studio, Mark. Miss hanging out with you face to face. The human interaction, much as like I hate it, you kind of miss it sometimes, you know? This world's going so Absolutely. crazy.
3: I got to say this, man. Like, you know, if this is going to happen at any time, thank God it's happening at a time like today. Like, imagine if this happened like in the 90s, we'd feel so oh, isolated.
1: The world would shut down.
3: You know, like at least we have this where we could do through Zoom or Skype or whatever. Just recently, like I've been FaceTiming a lot more. I I hate uh, FaceTiming, but hate like FaceTime. now it's like, it's so necessary. Like the best
1: thing about FaceTiming for me, because I hate FaceTiming, because you know I hate being on video. Yeah. Is that my part is in a small corner of my screen. So it's your full screen. But for me, it's in this tiny little corner in this upper right hand corner. So. I can't see myself as well as you can see me, so well, I,
3: I can't even just see what you did because all I'm doing is looking at myself in that little screen. So.
1: Hey, that's, that's why I think we work out so well cause I know you just stare at yourself because <laughs> you're a narcissistic prick.
3: I can't help myself.
1: It's Hollywood. It's Hollywood for a reason.
3: <laughs> Natural born heel. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or asshole. It's fine. Heel, asshole, same thing. <laughs> Let's wrap things up. So for the Hollywood assassin, your favorite actor, Mark Schwann.
1: Four, Ruthless Lala and Abel Greenman, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, stay safe. Wash your hands.
3: Wash your goddamn hands. Animals. Putty out.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce its last call at the bar. Oh... All right, everybody, we have made it to the end of the episode and it's last call. We're still here with Ruthless Lala. Now, Lala, it's rapid fire questions. The first thing that comes out of your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready?
0: Oh, God. No,
4: I'm not. You know, out of so many times I've interviewed people, you're the first one to say that you're not ready. But that's okay
0: because the way we go. (laughs) I'm, I'm going to put my Kevin voice on. No. it wasn't ready. No. No. But yeah, let's hit it. Let's go for it. All right.
4: What is your favorite adult beverage?
0: Either Jack and Coke or Ramen Coke.
4: Nice. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Football. Name a place you would like to use your wrestling entrance outside of wrestling.
0: Oh, God. Uh, when I go into the gym.
4: <laughs> nice. What fictional character would you like to face in a wrestling match?
0: Uh, I would love to wrestle Lord Beerus.
4: What is your spirit animal?
0: It's actually a couple of people. <laughs> okay, go for it. Uh, I have a spirit animal of Mike uh Eddie Kingston, Awesome Kong, She Young, and jazz and some JBL and Stan Hansen. Those are my main spirit animals. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a plethora. See, I use the big word. I have a plethora of spirit animals that I like to just tune into every single Wow. In, so yeah. All right. What is <laughs> And your... a great of, See, I'm <laughs>
4: <laughs> what is your motto in life?
0: Oh man. I have a few of those. Um, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Everybody want to be famous, but nobody wants to work hard. If all that fails, don't fail. Put your head up and just keep swimming. I think that's, I have some more, but I can't. This is like the speed round. So. Yeah.
4: Go. <laughs> just keep going. All right. What is the worst job you've ever had?
0: Oh, my dear God. Okay, so the worst job I've ever had I worked at Trader's Village. It's in Grand Prairie. It's like a big-ass flea market. Okay, But it's called Trader's Village. And it was the best yet the worst because it was the best because they had dope-ass turkey legs. But it was the worst because the staff was just trash. Just attitude galore.
4: What is your favorite karaoke song?
0: Oh, My Sweet Baby Jesus. So, I have a go-to. Depending on where I'm doing karaoke at, I'll either start off with Tennessee Whiskey, Before He Cheats, Poison, or don't stop and believe it.
4: Uh, what is your pet peeve in wrestling?
0: Ooh. <laughs> I don't see how people go out of their way to screw over other people. I hate that. Like, there's room for everybody. You know what I mean? So for you to want to throw somebody under the bus and lie on people and just be cutthroat and not give information, you know, or just, like, you know, help people, I have a problem with that. I believe that the whole point of wrestling is... The older you get in this business, the more you give back to the young people coming in. Because Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that they're raised up in this business right. You know, you don't just want somebody coming into the business and thinking that because they have a six-pack and they can do a backflip, that they're the best professional wrestler in the whole wide world. You get what I'm saying? I
4: feel it. I feel it. It's true.
0: That's my pet peeve. I hate shadiness. I hate cutthroat bullshit. I hate the fact that you vouch for people and then they just screw you over. So my major pet peeve is... uh, ACH said this about eight years ago when uh, we were at uh, Anarchy Championship Wrestling in Austin, Texas. And that is no bitch assness. <laughs> Just
4: that's how I put it. Plain My and simple.
0: No bitch, ass, no bitch assness in, in, in the business. I hate it. You know, shout out to ACH. He's cool as shit. That's a little bro, bro.
4: <laughs> Sounds like a great motto in life, too, to add. And finally, what is something that is cool to do in wrestling That if you did it outside of wrestling would be weird.
0: If I throw a lariat outside of wrestling, I'm gonna get arrested. (laughs) 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 It's great at wrestling, but weird as hell outside because very dangerous. Great for nobody. Yeah, very dangerous.
4: Well on that note, Ruth and Eslala, thank you so much for joining us in a Shot of Wrestling. And I'm looking forward to seeing you a whole lot more of you in this upcoming year in the Northeast area. Thank you.
0: Woohoo! Thank you, Ryan.
4: Hey baby, I hear the bell ring. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh my.
1: And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha ha ha!